What's up, everyone? Welcome to Simulation. I'm your host, Alan Sakian. Pumped to now be talking about satisficing and maximizing. We have Alton Sun joining us on the show. Hi, Alton. Thanks for coming on the program. Really excited for this conversation. For those who don't know Alton's background, he is a systemic satisficer. And you can find his Facebook link in the bio below. Alton, what is satisficing? A lot of it looks like this, just done intentionally, um, where this is all there is and there's nothing else. For a period of time, uh, just allocating like, time budgets for anything you could ever want. Uh, to know for me that everything that I could ever want is a number of conversations away and that I have like dedicated time to have those conversations in my life. Satisfying is like being happy with whatever you have. I'll go with that. Interesting. Being happy with whatever we have. Having some very specific conditions that once met, you're like, stop looking. The cessation of seeking? Yeah, or you can satisfy some period of time to seek things too. But to have uh, an established, for me, what it looks like, an established upper and lower bound of bandwidth or time dedicated to that. How do we become happy or satisfied with what we have if we maybe have not enough water? I don't know. I have far too much privilege to actually deeply entertain. Uh, likewise. But I can really look at it. I mean, yeah, likewise. <laughs> do, would you want me to answer it theoretically? I mean, y yeah, yeah. Because well, I probably wouldn't yeah. have access to my mental faculties if I was actually that dehydrated. Yeah. So then, okay. So then, is it a balance between satisficing and maximizing? Because if you don't have w water, then you would choose to go into m maximizing your given time that you have to go get water. It wouldn't be a cognitive or a mental move at that point. My guess is I would be very like reactive in like in a more embodied animal state. Uh, yeah, there wouldn't be explicit intentional moves at that point. Hmm. Does this speak to? modernity with our lives and metropolises with so much excess within our grocery stores, within our 
conspicuous consumption habits does the satisficing speak to being happy with what you have and not needing to needing to buy that next designer item that sounds nice i mean yeah if that's how you want to define it it's totally it's very personal i imagine um so your needs are, are largely self well can be largely self-defined from this frame but by default yeah i have it that huge huge amount of our generation has been very well trained to to believe that the thing that's going to really have us be satisfied is outside of us it's just this one product or one service away and i have it that you can design your own set of needs and like see how you can regularly satisfy those and then just put them on counter so do you with your own life identify your in individualized needs whereas mine or someone else's that doesn't have water is different mm -hmm. and then right yeah tell us about this sure. originally i queried like eight areas of my life it's a common tools a wheel of life um, and i rate them out of 10 how satisfied do i feel uh, and then i would query what would it take to be 10 out of 10 over the next week what actions do I need to put on my calendar in service of that? Which eight areas? Uh, it's like spiritual needs, fitness, romantic, family, monetary. Uh, so that was originally like the beginning of the year. And then uh, I moved it to 12. Uh, and then now it's five. So it, like, it shifts over time. Exactly my needs. Um, every quarter I update it um, so like fitness is no longer on there because I have it that it's a current consistent habit so I no longer need to regularly query something that is just my current present be um, I'm noticing I'm very feeling like informational right now I feel like less connected but <laughs> it's okay this is so cool so we can take our categories of needs depending on the level of privilege that we have based on my i have a habit of drinking water because i don't need to go to a well with a jerry can for water well that might be a, your habit too you just walk the two miles to do that every morning and you just take it for granted yes yes but for me in silicon valley when there's like everything's grabbing your attention everything's shiny yes yes so there's a hierarchy of needs that water f when met at the convenience of a faucet inside of a home becomes one that i don't even need to budget time for or quantify uh, as a basic need that needs to be met anymore because as my basic need has been met in that category and yeah, and I'm privileged enough to where it will be likely the rest of my life. 
Hopefully, yeah. Probably. Hopefully, yes, <laughs> yes. And then you had these other categories, which the it becomes a little bit interesting thinking about categories like spirituality because that as a basic need it feels like is a basic need but it also is placed at the top of this hierarchy that then once you have all of these other things then you can pursue self-actualization and transcendence but some of the poorest people in the world that aren't a part of the economic machinery that are earning no a dollar value per day um, are some of the most spiritually actualized people. Could be the case. I mean, it's, it's very relative and depends. Yeah, again, it's, it's easy to be enlightened in a cave or in a smaller impact group or yeah really depends what what outcome you have and what your circumstances harder to be enlightened as a billionaire or a president of a country or a ceo of a company that type of stuff easier to be enlightened in a cave because it's like a vacuum of sorts where you're not tested by your family and company and staff and yeah, the selection effects of people who are in high status or company positions are their personality types are most likely to be the type that is playing the upping the numbers game and is really good at leaning in the direction they perceive progress endlessly. And that occurs to me as a more maximizing mindset, sure, yeah. And that makes it less probable that they would have access to that state as easily. Oh, so we can be so ruminate, ruminative in our maximization frameworks of life that we don't take a step into our satisficing frameworks. Yeah, I mean, most people are, I think a lot of us are familiar with the marginal returns curve and the payouts will get short, smaller and smaller over time as you keep leaning in the direction of something that's paid out for you in the past. Uh, and then sometimes then you're trading off again, like against family time for making more dollars to show up in your bank account. And there's always just not as black and white, but like, you know, there's to be conscious about where that time and intention is going. Uh, that's all this is a, an intention or a gesture or an invitation for yeah yeah so you took a category like fitness which initially was uh, something that you would need to query about your life on a on a frequent more frequent querying basis until it became such a habit right. where it no longer needed to be queried so mm -hmm. like we were talking about water as potentially one of those that once there's daily water, then maybe you don't need to focus two hours a day on going to that well, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But then you had all these other categories. Like, what were you doing? Like, how do you quantify? How do you query your own spiritual or uh, 
intimate with a relationship, romantic uh, well-being? How do you query those? For me, a common frame is progress is happiness. And if I ask myself, do I feel 10 out of 10 in this domain in my life? Your brain generally, my brain will generate an answer pretty easily. You start with, do I feel 10 out of 10? For me, in this domain, yes. Interesting. And likewise, settle for anything less. I guess this, yeah, this came out of me sharing with previous two partners how my general experience of the world is like nine, nine and a half out of 10. For, and it, it's pretty difficult to prioritize because everything feels great all the time. And like, oh, how do you do that? I'm like, well, hmm, I don't know, but maybe I can put some words to it make it more legible and have more people be in this state so I can play with them more in this way. Isn't, this, isn't there also so much uh, subjectivity of one's m emotional state? Yeah, totally. Because... You could be all wireheading, yeah. You may just want to be saying to yourself that I am... Yeah. Yeah. Because it's totally possible. If I'm working a lot on this project, which I am, and I'm not passing as much time on maybe this intimate uh, romantic uh, huh? score, I may be then saying things like my work score as I query is quite high mm -hmm. and my romantic score is quite low. But I may say that b because I'm working so much, I'm consciously choosing to yeah. be focusing my time on that. Therefore, my romantic score can also be high because I know what I'm doing with my time. But if yeah. I feel deprived in that, to mm -hmm. like be honest then about my own queries mm -hmm. is paramount. I have to be honest. Yeah, exactly. This, this helps me be in deeper inquiry around those topics. Exactly. You're doing the work right now. So let's go through the categories again that you, you, you had eight, then you shifted to 12. And sure. So, yeah. Now it's five. Five, yeah. So what are, what are the categories? Uh, fun. So like this for me falls in that category. Fun. Oh, this is, yeah. of, uh, <laughs> this is my intention. I, was, I see everything as a Rorschach test. Um, as a what test? Rorschach test. What's that again? Uh, the Rorschach inkblot test. Look at an oh. ink blot and you like oh. project all over the thing and then like you make up some stories and that's yeah. basically our entire lives. <laughs> so it's basically our entire lives. We'll get to these other categories <laughs> after fun. So oh, sure, okay. I mean, the other things are like one wheel and circling online and authentic relating games. But yeah, uh, yeah. So our we <laughs> so like our really whole into that, adventure yeah. into consciousness is. I have a projective identification, um, and that's my story, or what my character suit, what Alden's ego believes in, and the narrative self. A projection identification? Uh, projective identification, like my parents or some uh, figure that I picked up pieces from, like modeled some behavior uh, that they projected onto me, and I lived into those beliefs. Their listening actively created me as a set of a sort of creature that like values filial piety or collectivist culture or guest culture. 
being able to infer your needs without you having to explicitly state them. And these are all things like by no choice. Anyways, I, I, my identity is blended with theirs and those projections to a large extent. My central nervous system is wired around that. Whoa, yeah. Okay, we'll get to these other categories in a little bit. Just yeah, sure. this is too <laughs> this is too rich here to sure. leave. So maybe it's related to the second one being fate. Oh, the second one's fate. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Contribution to community or impact or anyways. Like, what am I giving my life to? So it feels like a similar texture to what has you <laughs> your eyes light up or <laughs> this face, yeah. Okay, so interesting. Fun and fate are these first two that we're reviewing. All right, so within I can do it, and we can invite other people to do it. You can do it. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's actually pretty close to what the virtual assistant talks with me about for two hours every week. Is is this frame? And then the two hours at the beginning of the week is to put things in action. Yeah. Okay, let's let's un let's unpack this since you brought it up let's unpack this a little bit we'll try and get to some of the other weeds so you have a virtual assistant that reviews your query into your it's a facilitated conversation a facilitated conversation so you but you self assess yes you, for you, the first yes okay first minute we bring to mind how does it feel, Alton, uh, in the domain of fun for you for this past week? Okay. I sit with that for a minute, I, like review in my mind, replaying those memories, what I most appreciated. Interesting. Uh, after that minute, then I give a rating, and then I write for another minute about why I chose that rating. Uh, and then the next two minutes is putting anything on the calendar in service of those. Anyways, but here's all. So, you write she he or she asks you a question and then i wrote a whole template for the conversation yeah yeah okay they ask you about how are you feeling related to fun regarding your fun mm -hmm. you take some time come up with a number uh, like one to ten well, i'll replay some of those memories yeah you take your time replaying these memories not talking to them about them or talking to them about not talking yet Okay, and then, but I assume someone could also do it where they talk to the person about the memories. That was how it was originally, yeah. That's how it was. Interesting. I mean, uh, well, I do eventually. So first, the minute is just silence, sitting with that, generating them. Then I give a number, and then I speak to, to why. The she puts in the main keywords, or like who I spoke with and what stood out to me. Just from the principle, like what you appreciate appreciates. Yeah. And consciously, oh, yeah. I'll have that more available to me, and I will be more... My neural net's more likely to reach out to these set of people. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. I feel very heady and proceduralized right now. Um, maybe I'd like to. Uh, like maybe I'll just put the template in the thing because that'll that'll. That's probably higher fidelity than me explaining it because maybe someone's on the other end scrambling to type things and I'm like you just. Let's put a link in the bio to the template, however much you're willing to share. But I would also like to. Uh, continue get a track right yeah yeah so uh it was mostly just a stance towards the world is satisfying 
that I found very peace-inducing. I have uh, the default stance of like ecstatic peace. default stance of ecstatic peace. That seems to me also like the drop on a moment-to-moment -moment basis being constantly aware of the ocean. Hmm. That feels resonant. Yeah. I don't really know what words you said, but yeah, it just feels resonant. So yeah. Peaceful ecstasis. Yeah. So doing satisficing assists you with the process of being in moment-to-moment -moment peaceful ecstasis. Okay. Let's in, in this world of like living in cities and boxes, yeah. By default, I have it that our intuition will like be actually wired around the correct things, but in this world of super stimuli, it washes out our, my ability to sensitize my priorities, myself to my priorities. So satisficing helps for me. That was huge. Um, in this world of oversaturation with stimuli, it makes it more difficult for us to organize our priorities. Me, yeah. It, me too. Every person I talk to says that. I haven't met one person that doesn't say that. Does someone have to be in a cave so that they don't have that happening to them? Everyone's a part of the exponential technology age people are coming online every that day we see in our filter bubble yes well everyone even in parts of the world that don't have smartphones yet are getting connected to the internet by the hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. so i don't really see how people are not entering into the over stimuli world think everyone's entering into the overstimuli world there are maybe some very few maybe indigenous subcultures around the world that are not getting smartphones that are staying in their land but even then colonial efforts have still somehow made it to like drag them into the economic machinery somehow sure but i want to be aware yeah okay feels like we're vilifying in some way but like we're, we're also wanting to tile the universe with our values on, on this show as much as as they are with their industrial machine and and or like that pattern that people like out of um like the naturalist uh archetype that's like oh yeah we should go back to nature and like you should learn how to kill a chicken and that's a that's just another yeah, I don't know. that's quite extreme. Maybe more so um, the word balance comes up mm. a lot. And you see indigeneity, you see modernity, and you see a balance that mm. can harmonize to um, maximizing prosperity, satisficing prosperity. Yeah. 
That's what it Thanks. feels like has been a main ethos of the show and our conversations on it, especially in the last couple of months, is finding that exact yeah. balance. Yeah. Well, you can engineer it. Yeah, That's we're have it. in the process of doing that architecting and you have this format with a satisficing with a virtual assistant every yeah. two it, hours every week, four hours every week. Uh, two hours for that framework Twice. and then two hours oh. later for like setting those into action and like being on oh. the quarter, like in my life, reaching out to people, following up with things. The intention is between 80 and 95% calendar integrity to yeah. like follow through with everything yeah. on there. And it's basically a practice in the source of all confidence I have found is in regularly seeing my intentions cohere into accomplishments and calendar integrity and having confidence that anything I put in my calendar will arrive or arise in my life because I'm that type of person is like deeply satisfying and confidence inducing for me. Yeah, uh, and that's what the other two hours is. I like the focus on following up on your self-assessment with a virtual assistant you're following up so those other two hours are the follow-up to see how you are performing with increasing your fun or fate or spirituality or romantic or whichever one of these categories up from six to eight like you wanted to do mm-hmm. or you want always 10 you said there's well, no I started other. with eight categories i went to 12 categories yes. and then i went to five but i meant the ra- ranking itself like if you're at six out of 10 in romantic uh, you would never shoot for eight. You would only shoot for ten. Oh yeah, yeah. Tolerating anything less yes, occurs is yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, cool. what, what kind of life am I setting? Why would I ever here? do that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so but I, so, I am, if I'm doing it unconsciously, or if I don't take this on as a practice in my life, if I'm speaking to like five year ago me, knowing about it now, I am unconsciously condemning myself to that type of life. Yeah. It's a probable, almost certain future. Yeah. 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 So we, sh- we have a, it's important for us to pursue a 10 out of 10 across all of these need categories. For me. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the world I would like to see. And that frame, yeah, is generated from like, world peace through inner peace. Yes. Why would someone need to logicize their life to this degree? Yeah, I mean, I'm just hyper-systematizing and grew up in Silicon Valley. I mean, it's a, 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 a outgrowth of the, the, the set of neuroses that farmed my subjective experience. Um, yeah, I imagine archetypes of other people who identify with ADHD or just being soaked up in like millennialism. There are just more powerful systems that will like hijack your nervous system otherwise. And I have it that you can choose to be a self-author in this case. Oh, now we're at the key point. Yeah, I see. Oh, interesting. Uh, the true self-authoring 
rather than the hijacking yeah okay I see how logicizing via this resolution of querying these need categories is deeply helpful for self-authoring yet also is maybe overly quantified selfie at the same time yeah i mean it's, it's all relative too i mean people who journal once a month could be considered overly quantified self or people who journal six times a day could be considered over quantified self or, or this pattern right oh it's interesting all, all or those little biometric those devices that capture biometrics, they're like <laughs> watching their heart rate variability every second. But this is you know, maximizing mindset. If we cram more features in it, we'll sell more than anyways. Do, do what serves you, right? Do what works. And some people's lives, my life at, at some point felt, occurred to me as not very workable. And so committing to this counter integrity and committing to this frame with these assistants has made my life occur to myself as much more workable and I have fluency with whatever intentions that I would like to cohere as accomplishments. That, again, that's like a, something I could never otherwise personally like experience as intentionally prior to the system in my life. You know, but again, I, I have no idea how much it, I've shared it with several other funded founder friends and, and they, they found a, a very good liking it. They, they took to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm vibing with um, uh, satisficing my life. Um, I am very passionate about self-authoring rather than hijacking. Uh, and that's actually something on the show that we talk about quite a lot is know thyself and self-author thyself. Otherwise, there's many of other institutions that are wanting to indoctrinate your spirit nervous system into their self-authoring. Okay. Yeah, here we are. Okay, okay. Uh, main query Interesting. is really helpful is um, like, this is all there is and like, there's nowhere else to be for me because I got the time budgeted here and I'm here and everything else is just not in my existence right now and I can afford to be fully present here right now with yes. you. Yes, yes. That's right. Yeah. You can tell by the look when there's that full presence in the here. 
myself. Maybe maybe you can. I, I can't tell that yet. But yeah, I, my internal experience of myself occurs that way. Yes. Yeah, my internal as well. That's how mm. it feels. Yeah. What are the other categories? Fun, fate, romantic, physical. Oh, it was that family. Yeah. Family, and feelings, and finances. And I wanted to, to bookend like the alternative world is where I can't afford to be fully present with you. You probably know what the texture is like to be with somebody who's like, oh, like what time is it? And like, okay, I'm here, but I'm like halfway out of the conversation because I'm like following up with this text message and I gotta like do these other, all these other things. And like, the, oh, I have like this thing that's really important later today. And by the way, this other thing happened and like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm so pulled in so many directions. And there's a certain texture. Yes. That being with that person has, that's like, Mm, is that the life I want to have and impact the thousands of people I'm going to interact with and the thousands of people they're going to interact with? Is that what I want to put in the world? Versus, here I am. And this is all there is for me for the next you know, hour, however long the thing is, I don't know. But I can, uh, you know, I got, we have systems. Like, I'm trusting you to facilitate the thing, and my phone will buzz at some point, and I'll be like, oh, I'll do another thing, and then I'll be fully with that. Anyways, that was a. Uh, they wanted just to share the contrast to, to share what, you know, deepen my experience of that. I like how you use the word texture. Hmm. The texture of here, now, present, is wildly different than the texture of Bing, 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 boom, boom, boom. I gotta run, I gotta run. Can't, missed my bus. Yeah. And that's fine too. Like I have compassion for those states and like that version of me like five years ago or so. And it was, uh, it makes this state that much richer and more enjoyable uh, when I try that character suit on for a little bit. Or yeah. I'm in the presence of someone else who maybe has only ever known that character, that character suit. suit. Yeah. Do you feel like you've self-authored your life more towards the peaceful ecstasis character suit? Sure. I mean, but you, if you query me anytime, if you queried me five years ago, I would think I would profess the same thing too. I imagine some number of years, I'll be like a totally different person. Like, oh, what was I thinking doing that satisfying thing? And so, like, you know. <laughs> or, you know, I'll be like, oh, I have a lot of compassion for that past version of being Doesn't it feel like we look back at seven years ago, Alton and Alan and not only have compassion, but also that we have, uh, we have love for the evolutionary trajectory. We have, uh, you think that peace, yeah, yeah the pe but peaceful ecstasis seven years ago was, you'd say present for you at that time. It's really hard to quantify these things, but it seems like it totally, I guess, wow, this is so hard to go well, back to. Well, in logic land, I probably we could, I could. I, I would probably like probably try to corner if you were querying me in that way, I would probably use logic as violence to try to corner some argument into how I was already that. And I would do some spiritual bypassing or something and believe I was in that state. Maybe 
Maybe or, similar texture. Or for me, I would have maybe said what was coming up right away was, no, I wasn't. And right now, maybe it feels like I am more of the time in the peaceful ecstasis. Mm-hmm. So maybe seven years from now, I would be saying that I was more. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy once I get to the, the grass is greener. Over yeah, there. I'll be happy once I have peaceful <laughs> ecstasis every moment. But you seem to give it to yourself now. This is the question we were asking at the beginning too, around the these quote unquote basic needs being met. There's still many subcultures around our planet that have deep amounts of interconnectedness with each other and their environment, and they have a close tie with the hydrological cycle to get them the water a close tie with the different areas of land that they go and different food from different preference sets and different environments that have them more sensitized to their intuition or the environment yes definitely um but they have peaceful not always but sometimes there can be found a moment to moment peaceful ecstasis in that symbiotic process Mm -hmm. whereas the metropolis is feel have more of the bing bing bung bung i'm late blah blah than yeah. symbiosis with we don't even see the stars here we don't exchange a sheet of paper for the apple yeah if i'm a big ceo of a company it's totally my incentive to put people into situations where they are i squeeze all the life out of them as my employees to at my bottom line so they can buy my fourth daughter her 17th ferrari so it, I mean, it makes sense, and I have compassion for that, too. Um, yeah. And we'll keep doing it, because we're humans, and that's okay. But that's just the pattern we run. We can spiritually enlighten the whole civilization. If they're open to hearing that, but uh, it's more intoxicating. Like, when you're intoxicated, you can't make a sober decision around a thing. Like, if you're... If you've gotten everything you thought you could want... Like, until they hit rock bottom, they're not really going to... Until they find themselves, like, in a state of desperation, they probably won't have the ears to hear this. Or if we have the biometric measurement of a state of interconnectedness, we can measure a corrupt politician versus the Dalai Lama and show that that is not enlightened and that there's a neurofeedback system that creates enlightenment for that person in the position that they're in. So it may be, yes, a rock bottom scenario where they realize that the 17th car for the fourth daughter isn't happiness, but there may also be a science and spirituality marry to be able to show biometric states of unconditional love and interconnectedness that then can awaken us further to achieving those states towards enlightenment faster i'm a little little hesitant around these buying into these frames because it it does eek of uh, a maximizing culture oh yeah more faster more enlightenment now more enlightenment now everyone maximize enlightenment yeah it's we'll not a podcast. <laughs> but 
feels like the goal is to evolve consciousness towards a more enlightened state. For you, yeah. And, and you for know? A lot of people. Um, I, I don't know if I have that explicitly in my mind as like a goal. Um, internally, or the ownership is like to be a clearing for miracles to arise. And some of the frames like satisficing and maximizing being aware of that distinction leads to more what occurs miracles in my life like things I had no previous reference class for that occurs like deeply generative or ecstatically peaceful I yeah I have it that my life's more easeful and, and more fun when yeah more people have access to this language or this way of being sure Everyone has their own self-sealing beliefs, right? Well, what you just said, though, is very important that we have a happier, healthier, more conducive social fabric when more people have access to the tools of enlightenment. That's been my experience so far, but tomorrow I could have a different experience. Sure. It's uh, close enough, yeah. Maybe another thing that can be referenced as we talk here is you had other categories that many of us feel like we want to achieve a 10 in that we may only be a six in. So yeah, let's talk about, there were other ones you listed there, family, sure. finance, Family, feelings, and finance. Feelings and finance, yeah. The first few Let's talk about those. And fate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I may be just sharing the downstream levers here. I, I encourage people to write down or just set a two-minute timer and generate. I have a whole, I'll have a whole sequence if people are really interested in that. Um, but it's important that they're personally owned and that they generate these areas of life that are important to them, uh, that it's like a, a length that, that feels good and like, yeah, something that they own and step in themselves. So you, templatizing my chosen ones after doing several iterations over the past three-fourths of a year is gonna give you a very different result. Anyways. So, uh, family, yeah. It, it occurs to me that family is a much more difficult frame. Uh, for a lot of friends, hyper-individualist culture, and often easier for it'll be like, no, nope, they just don't get me, and the OK Boomer meme, and all that stuff. Wow. And I have it that if we don't feel complete with family, and your parents, and, and like accepting and, and generous and compassionate in those ways, then you set yourself up to having that play out also with your kids. Yep. You know, with your significant other or others. Yep. How do we skillfully navigate that? Well, asking this question for me and then enrolling and requesting my family to, like, play this game with me. I'm playing the game of 10 out of 10 family life. And what did you do when you 
asked your family to play 10 out of 10 family life, did you ask them what a 10 out of 10 family life would look like? Exactly. And then well, share a vision yeah. of like traveling to France together, like having these dinners together. And I, mean, I shared with her also like what, what I'd love to see too, that helps like pave the way. And then um, like, I want to be able to feel great about traveling with them. And I like don't currently feel heck yes to that, but I would like to. And so I have a facilitator every week for two hours facilitates like the, the conversations that I would otherwise totally avoid or just it feels really spiky or uncomfortable around and you just go right for the thing and then when I regularly see myself bring up topics that are like really uncomfortable or like otherwise people would avoid and then at the end I feel very connected with her and like we're hugging each other and then she, we're like making food in the kitchen together and I would otherwise never see that like that's deeply meaningful for me so there's a process of asking your family members for what they would have as their 10 out of 10 family life vision after i've enrolled them in, in sharing with them what i'm out to create and if they would like to participate in if that they would game like too. to yeah participate in this game then they hope hopefully um if they do choose so to say yes then then you you gain awareness of what their 10 out of 10 Mm -hmm. variables are what they would like in that vision right and it can be like i'm a yes to like the traveling thing but not a yes to like traveling with you in these ways or like yes to traveling with you but i would need and i would need a facilitator i and i would want to you you referenced this earlier too so it's skillful to have a facilitator when needed for, for me and, and when needed in my experience sure okay i mean but yeah when needed of course is if i am struggling to get to a 10 out of 10 family a facilitator how do we identify a trusted facilitator and then how do we approach that conversation with a facilitator our parent has to be open to that or our family member has to be open to that, mm -hmm. which is in itself uh, may be a challenge sometimes. Yeah, so, it definitely was. Yeah. I mean, it was by a half year or lifetime from it, depending on half a year process of, well, maybe more like a year and a half of regularly expressing that. But it was it's up to me to, to offer something that's attractive enough for her to want to say it. Because she's also, my parents are in a stage where they're like, you know, hey, we, we did our thing and now we want to enjoy life. And if talking with you occurs is like stressful or I don't want to talk about something, but you want to talk about something that's, that's not strongly to their incentive. But when I speak to like what love I see possible and a family that I like paint a vision in their mind um, that occurs to me is like, if my parents are people that I can go to when I like need a shoulder to cry on and share that as something I want to create, then that leaves them in a different space. Uh, and I'm just, I'm requesting if they would like to play this game with me, but I'm not attached to that. Uh, at least that, and there's like impact on who I get to be around them if they say no, but um, being a gentle, consistent request 
is like for me like true commitment if that's really what i'm wanting to create a gentle consistent request yeah that's well said so so a gentle consistent request for my family to want to have a 10 out of 10 family happiness satisfying and this is this speaks really heavily to your focus on this type of quantification assisting with self-authoring because if we don't frequent our query Mm -hmm. towards family being 10 out of 10 and then slides down is my experience yeah Or, or or it may slide um if you are uh, spiritually enlightened, it may slide up slowly over time. We've had many guests on the program talking about how their path of spiritual awakening makes it so that when they engage with their family members, that they themselves kind of orically butterfly effect out mm-hmm. awakening states to their family members or their friends, etc. Mm-hmm. But that's still not again, gently, consistently asking for, may we write down what a 10 out of 10 family vision would be? I mean, or sharing it in conversation. Or sharing it in conversation. Doesn't have to be so. But but then you also indicated that your family member may say something like, I would like to do this, but then you may say, well, maybe yes to that, but no to that, not for me. So Mm -hmm. that's why it's also good to write, because then it helps. Mm -hmm. So. Sure, yeah. If, if that's what works. Okay, yeah. This is kind of the also the idea of deals and contracts. Um, the social contract between people where if we agree that a 10 out of 10 family life looks like when we make this contract around a specific thing that we uphold that agreement towards that specific thing. Or we, or if you don't want to anymore, you approach me and talk to me about that specific thing. Interesting. Basically, in a, in a nutshell, also it's creating hyper transparency in your life and uh, and hyper awareness about all of these needs, uh, mm-hmm. and also of the closest people to you as well. I mean, hearing that, I think maybe some of this may be born from my previously did these relationship agreements with a similar social contract for, for some set period of time. I'm like full in and until whatever the period was, either like a month or uh, a quarter and then a year, um, but just I'm full in and like there's no need to, no code switching costs because I'm just, I'm here and we have upper and lower bounds established for like what that looks like for quality time and just being really explicit about it so people's needs are met this also reminds me 
of even almost now approaching two years ago, we've had guests on the show that have been talking about how they have very unique relationships with their family members or their partners in their uh, romantic relationships with their friends where they'll do things like chunk out a month or three months and then they'll have very specific things that they've tried to codify about their uh, interdependence on one another and uh it's dynamic if certain things aren't working you may switch them over time but then after a month or those three months you kind of look at them again where where your needs being met with this with your own self mm-hmm. uh, or with your romantic partner or with your family with yeah. your friends yeah every quarter we would ask um, like a whole set of questions and some of those are exactly like is there anything that you're sacrificing to be in this relationship together and is there anything that you would like to shift about that if that is the case Is there anything that's in the space between you that you would like to address that you haven't had an opportunity for? If you think about the past quarter, and, you know, things come up. Well, you know. I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really awake. You can only see what you are. It's so interesting because Silicon Valley and the quantification culture can both get a good uh, rep because if your heart rate and heart rate variability and your microbiome and your EEG, etc., are being mapped maybe there's a way to predict a pathology before it gets there and you can pass that additional 10 years with your family because you actually cared about quantifying your biometrics. Thanks. Then there's also this inundation with data and noise that we're experiencing that's causing these textured states of like uh, uh, by default maybe yeah. and then there is this textured state of peaceful ecstasis that is described by many as feelings of the drop merging with the ocean feelings of ego loss or ego death feelings of deep interconnectedness or unconditional love that if you add quantification to that and start saying okay virtual assistant you have a script where you're asking me about how i felt this week regarding my metric of unconditional love regarding my metric of states of deep interconnectedness so i have one here's one i like feeling everything as god or as the one or source or whatever people want to call it. And I frequently look in the morning when I'm waking up, do I feel everything as God? In their day, 
Do I feel everything as God? At night, do I feel everything as God? And I review my day. How was my day in terms of feeling everything as God? So. I have an image of us like showing off our shiny tools. Yeah, hey, look at this one. Oh, yeah, look at this one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe then this does come with even more self-authoring towards peaceful ecstasis if I also bring on a virtual assistant, which again, this is all going to be templated in the bio for you guys, that if I query my own peaceful ecstasis with the assistance of a virtual assistant in the process, that I may be able to uh, achieve in not like a maximization sort of way, but rather a I, will, I think peaceful ecstasis makes me feel better in my moment-to-moment -moment life, so I, w I think that would be great for myself. I, yeah, I have it that you, anything you want in your life is just a number of conversations away, and you can design that life that you want to live. Yeah. So interesting. Because it really is dichotomizing the inundation with data and tasks and stuff with also the picking up of some data and some tasks which are just more oriented towards peaceful ecstasis and less oriented towards and more oriented towards your needs and what you want in life i have it it's integration yeah one more time habits of i have it that that's a form of integration Yes. Oh, a form of integration. Both you're able to meet your needs, like monetarily or whatever else they may be, um, through this like unifying system of having it all on the counter, where at all points there's just only one place I can be, and my counter is telling me. And I have to hold all that in my mind. And there's no cognitive load, like my Mark Zuckerberg or all the people don't have to like Barack Obama don't have to induce cognitive load on choosing what to wear that day. And it's just it's on my counter. It's right on the thing. Live out of your counter and then. Uh, you don't have to constantly be querying yourself. Am I seeing this? Am I witnessing this as God? It's just, uh, it just becomes a default way of being for me. Not to say that's not helpful. But. I will get back to where I want to go in a little bit, but I want to address this point you just brought up, which is, is it then that having a... an analysis of my microbiome where a nutritional AI coach is then shipping a drone with my food for that meal to me so that I am not choosing what I eat when I eat. Is that what we're... If you have that sustainably and that's available for you in your life and the payout is worth it relative to God, I mean, sure, right. But I, I don't. Well, you gave these examples of my clothes being picked for me, my schedule all being in the calendar, so I'm not, there's no cognitive load in that. So is that the same for If, if you've authored For yeah. food. Okay, so if we've authored that. Yeah. And for me, if I have relative confidence that, like, losing that wouldn't be catastrophic. 
So there's a world where I do that for so long that it, it atrophies my ability to, to generate that um, independently. And there's some probabilistic future where like, well, for whatever reason, Google Calendar doesn't exist anymore. But there's probably like other calendars that will satisfy the same result. Um, but for like this AI drone sensitizing myself to like what I'm actually hungry for, and then never having to prepare food, there's a world where, well, no, I'm still pretty confident that humans have pretty good intuition there. I guess this is all much just for in service of reducing cognitive load for me. Yeah, this is quite an interesting subject given the digital super intelligence revolution that we're entering into because maybe there is some of that intuition around something to wear or intuition around something to do that day or intuition around what food to get or intuition where to go with your family on that mm -hmm. vacation or on that critical sure. path of conversation that maybe an AI coach, no matter how many permutations has run, mm -hmm. um, may somehow not be able to get. That could be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, our intuitions are also predictably irrational. So. This, exactly. So then could it be then that there is not so much room for these decisions around what we wear, what we eat, what we do in the day, that it's just better to have the digital superintelligence acting that out for us? I mean, that's what I have my calendar be for me. Yeah and my virtual assistant and the calendar coupled together is effectively a super intelligence that that past version of me during that two hour window is far more intelligent than the me that's sitting like deciding do i want to watch tv or do i want to play a video game right now it's probably not try not but like in those moments i'm like oh yeah that's definitely the good idea but like nope so it's super intelligence because like mediated through that virtual assistant and through my calendar i'm like oh this is the thing i'm doing even if i want to do something else that's like that's not there is the 80 to 95% uh, calendar integrity. So if it's too high, then I have it that I'm shooting too low. And if it's low, lower than 80% uh, integrity, then it's unworkable. Okay, so there's still some flexibility. Let me give, let me get a example from you mm -hmm. of calendar integrity. Uh, like you said, 80 to 95%. So there may be scenarios where it feels too constricting. Mm -hmm. Give us scenarios of this. If I'm just no longer a super heck yes to whatever the, the texture. Uh, so like, uh, I think I was slotted to run an underground adventure and um, I think I was really just feeling a craving just more quality time with my friends in, in their house and I could choose not to go to the underground adventure. But it has a similar texture or shape a pattern of like quality time with friends in person. Um, what else? I guess it's a it's a most common case. Um, sometimes if I have slotted on there to write something, um, there's a common procrastination point. If I move it back three times, then I have to admit to myself it's not important enough. Uh, th these yeah, these are all downstream though. I feel like I could go into all the if-thens, but it's I not do, really... I do some of those with... Uh, it's great because you can click and drag the mm -hmm. the events in the calendar over. 
So if you click and drag it over and then you finish it, that's great. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, after three clicks and drags of it over, then it's not important enough. I have to admit that to myself, yeah. right? And it'll be revealed during the end of the week review. Right? So, yeah. Oh, because your assistant's also viewing your calendar. Yes, she has access to it. Oh, so if things are not executed and they've been clicked and dragged over or you canceled them, there will She'll be see. clear transparency. That's right. And then you still have my calendar open. I'm considering having it fully public. But uh, that was also really helpful for coordinating with friends because I'm generally very open to having other friends join with me for almost everything I do. Yeah, that's quite interesting also, this complete transparency life where all of your biometrics, all of your demographics, your psychometrics, uh, all of your calendar, all of your messages, all of it is completely open like a book. I would personally like that world, but I recognize that there's a lot of ethical implications and other people are not nearly as, as open to that as I am. I've also proposed that style of world and I've gotten pushback specifically regarding fear, uh, fear of hate crimes, uh, this type of stuff. Sure. Um, that was the big one. And uh, this is why I think going towards a spiritually enlightened civilization makes it so that there is no hate that then makes it so that the complete openness of the biometrics and the mm -hmm. calendar and the messages, etc., can sure. be perfectly fine. I'll add my frame on spiritual enlightenment would include hate and would welcome hate. How so? Sure. How so? I have it that it welcomes the full spectrum of emotions and possibilities. There's the world, yeah, probabilistically where hate is basically non-existent or people don't take hateful acts out into the world but that hate can still be present and in someone's mind and that to be welcomed and for... Okay, so hate can be welcomed in the mind as long as it's not acted upon in the world. Oh, I mean, I'm not, I don't know if I'm saying that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a very also challenging one because we... I'll put it stronger that yeah, uh, right. I don't think someone's enlightened unless they can welcome fully the whole spectrum of emotions. Yeah, but welcoming the full spectrum of emotions is, uh, I think, still a world without hate in the sense that if hate arises, it can be welcomed and it can be, if you want to, immediately moved on from to love if they want to yeah or if they choose to be in a hateful state for the rest of their life then that's their choice as well and to honor that for me from an outside view yeah but their hateful state for the rest of their life will have a butterfly effect on the rest of our world mm -hmm. an enlightened world wouldn't have a a these hateful butterfly effects cascading out in the world. I don't know. It's very abstract and f and uh, far, but I mean, it's very present for you. I'm like, oh, it sounds like a lack of acceptance to me. I'm just <laughs> it is. I like it as well. 
I would like to understand how to architect that world, but um, I also realize that. Start here, right now. Yeah. It's us, it's you. Yeah. Welcome on I, I don't I, for, I don't I don't know that, that I guess that doesn't that doesn't resonate with me so much I don't know why that f- welcoming anger and hate into my essence doesn't resonate with me I well, want I to I radiate to your essence but to welcome it I don't see Whenever these things are strange these words are strange because I feel yeah, like words. I feel like the enlightened civilization would be around being transcending hate i hear spiritually bypassing hate i don't know if that's the same theirs aren't the same to me spiritually bypassing hate is uh it occurs to me as like a core part of the human experience and that for to to like transcend that core part of the human experience i guess it's on my Yes, let's see. The core. Okay, so we have some emotions. So, as Can I share this with sure. the audience? Okay. Rage and anger and all the things. This is a Pletchik's Wheel of Emotions. I can... Oh, boy. Let's see yeah. if we can get it. Oh, oh, nice. Focus, nice. Hashtag autofocus. Okay, teach us about this. Uh, and that's if I can feel the full... And welcome the full spectrum of emotions that are on that for any given state. I don't feel like I'm fully feeling. And I, I fully experience things. Oop. <laughs> oh, at 11 p.m. it opens up. The, anyways. At 11 p.m. it opens up what, Mr. Quantified uh, Self? Another automated script thing that I... Um, that's another example of something that reduces cognitive load in the morning at 9 a.m. It opens up my journal and then at 10 it. Oh, interesting to get you to do the. Yeah, it doesn't matter like, what I'm doing. It's going to be like, hey, I'm opening this up in 10 seconds. You're, you're journaling right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so. Ecstasy, vigilance, rage, loathing, grief, amazement, terror, admiration. Yeah, you got it. And so I feel I get to feel that. Well, I usually use this ring, which is more. Uh, okay, the next it. ring up is joy, anticipation, anger, disgust, sadness, surprise, fear, and trust. Yeah. So I get to for feel those all that those aren't getting this right on video. For those that are only getting it on audio, mm-hmm. um, that's what it's a. Uh, yeah, it's Pletchik P L U T C H I K. Pletchik's Wheel of Emotions. How do we spell it again? P L U T C H I K. P L U T C H I K. Pletchik. It's Wheel of Emotions. Mm-hmm. Now. Albeit you can go to, I don't understand why love, why is love in this top right corner so far away from the center? Uh, it's just, uh, it's as gradient in terms of intensity. So the closer towards the center, the more intense it is. Yeah, but uh, why is love, love in that corner so far away from the intensity of the center? Um, I think it just happens to be between joy and trust in this way. I'm very skeptical of things like this, albeit um, they're quite interesting. I mean, all models are false. Some are useful, right? I find this useful, and you may find it. You may find it useful. Um, I personally don't try and subscribe to rage and anger for me to get some sort of like a a feeling of all feelings. Hmm, Sounds like anger. Does it? That's my projection. 
I don't know. It's not bad. I mean, just again, I, like I you could easily exchange that word rage with rape and say that, oh, fuck, we should all experience rape so that we have experienced all different types of emotions. Uh, to welcome the set of feelings or textures that arrive with that. Uh, otherwise, if you suppress it, you will often like be at effect of it or it'll fester and then blow up and then you will find yourself in that state. I think that people can awaken to how rape is shit and then they themselves can educate their children as their children are born into the world that rape is shit and that uh, yeah, well, hang on so that, that's yeah. an action i guess these are talking about emotions for me okay yeah and i think that uh an emotion that arises when um one's in a process of violence or pillaging or any of those other things has to do with rage and anger I mean, I don't, I don't know. It, it can also have to do with uh, uh, gluttony or corruption or um, Not sure what j- jealousy or uh, greed. Mm-hmm. Uh, a tumor could be pressing against someone's amygdala and they could go out and kill someone, right? So mm-hmm. there's so many components and variables that go to this. And this model may be helpful in some ways. But why is love like some random thing in the top right corner? Meanwhile, all of these in the center are, you know, there's just like I, 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 my, the world that I care about architecting is love, period. And then if you want to go through this catalog of emotions that even some of them are in the categories of rage and anger, then simulate that experience for yourself in this catalog of conscious experience that you can go into but when you take rage and anger and try and bring them out into the real world you kill someone Wait, or did, did i say that no you said you said you don't bring it out into the physical okay. world yes yes so even if you like navigate your states of anger or rage in your own catalog of, ex- of experience and consciousness then, anyways or you're at effect of anyways, i don't yeah. i don't know I don't know. This is a very interesting subject as well. Just there's something deep about it that feels like when I go to push button myself into anger or rage that I don't um, feel love at that same time. Mm -hmm. And that may be um, problematic in ways for Mm -hmm. butterfly affecting out, even though you say it doesn't act in the world, it may still act in the world. Right. That's my concern if you don't. Uh, allow yourself a healthy space to experience that internally and be with that fully even at the temporary cost of love maybe then it will fester and that will take effect through you i mean i have it that a large part of the last running two minute window that i would my story and my projection is that you were at effect of anger and that's my judgment and that's that would occur to me as like a less high valence state not something I would want, personally. But it's, you know, it's just not that. It's just like, it's just things just are. The argument then would be that something like an emotion wheel would need to be uh, explored throughout life. Otherwise, then if hate or rage or anger or violence are never explored, then they would erupt like a volcano sometime down the line. Yes. I don't know if I agree with that. Do you believe that we exist in hierarchies? 
and that these emotions are sometimes adaptive. Because if so, it occurs to me that this is a very valuable tool to navigate those hierarchies and being able to have self-sufficiency to recruit those resources or systems that generate those resources personally. And I would I'd love to have more people leave, have more access to that kind of more, more welcoming for that. I mean, that's how I see it, right? But I totally, yeah, I, I love, I'm, I'm all ears for new or alternative systems, totally. This is just one that happens to work for me so far, right? I probably would have rationalized whatever system I was using 10 years ago, if you asked me then. This has been an interesting couple minute put into this area. Super cool to unpack with you that specific one. Yeah. I'm looking forward to what the uh, architectures are. Um, so looking forward to that. Okay. I wanted to ask you about the other ones that we didn't get to. Another one is finance. One that so many of us are would like additional abundance in so uh, what does a it look like when I self-author myself towards 10 out of 10 and have a virtual system that's constantly checking my process towards that well, constantly checking is, is once a week for two hours but yeah well yeah or maybe twice a week twice a week you it. but that's still like routine checking sure routine sure okay so what does that look like for finance well so again for, like for me yeah, this for is a fairly downstream thing that i'm hesitant because a lot of people try to templatize like what did this successful person eat for breakfast because they're now they're a ceo so therefore if i eat this breakfast now i'll be a ceo i mean like <laughs> uh so I can describe the process of the thing. I mean, just regularly asking myself, what would it take to be 10 out of 10 in my finances? I mean, the first several times were like, just having confidence in my budget. The later times is like, to having confidence in the next, uh, I don't even remember, like a couple week period of my life, and then a couple months, and the next couple years. And then this last weekend we did it for on the scale of decades. And to just to know that work, Here, here's the plan, this is what I'm on track for. Uh, and to have this overall sense of like my comparative advantage right now, maybe these these set of things, these are things I could be attuned to later on in my life. These these will be easier for me, so I should like min max my skill points in these domains. Um, what does it look like concretely? Oh, that's weird. Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, this upcoming week is. I mean, I just put in deposit for a new place I'm moving into and congrats just having thanks that's cool having in, just in the be base, super clear in the base still yeah it's a it's a magic community house um, magic community house uh ecomagic.org oh ecomagic.org nice um, nice so it's a like co-living with other right. like-minded uh, uh 
Yeah, hmm, like-minded, interesting. Like-minded, but also not in some ways. Enough to have mimetic yeah, parallax. That, yeah. yeah, enough to have that parallax. As descriptors, but yeah, but people that I, care I about the about. I like that they were so, that they were fairly distant, but super workable, and they've been around for forty years as a communion house. And I'm never. Anyways, they got okay. incredible systems. Anyway, so you put the deposit down. That, yes, yes. Uh, so yes. to be with their systems and like I'll spend a lot of time with them over the next period and like. Uh, what was the concrete outcome? Uh, going to their event tomorrow evening, and. Wow, I can check my counter. I mean, what's the... Well, this kind of leads us into the point about intentional living spaces. Mm -hmm. Is this an intentional living space? Yes, very much so. Okay. There's a pretty extensive interview thing. That they, yeah. Okay. So... I had to watch a bunch of videos and like share a bunch of... It's pretty great. What do you see in these intentional living spaces? Like, why do you care about them? Um, I have it that it, it fits the form that we, like... I guess my story is that we evolved through just like a village format, a multi-generational. Um, you get to see people at different stages of life um, and really to see a, like a day-to-day -day level harnessing everyone's different comparative advantages really makes things go far more smoothly and feel much more integrated and evolved. Um, I mean, I have it that humans are just much happier in that type of format versus like the nuclear home type of family format. Or even, uh, it can it can be workable in like the Asian multi-generational, like grandma takes care of the kid type of thing while the parents are professionals. Um, but the village format seems like this much, much more cross-pollination um, and yeah, much more richness. What are the default ways of being that you see in these intentional living communities that make them so important? Uh, I mean, one that first comes to mind is like emotional availability for your neighbor. It's such a, yeah. like the fact that we don't yeah. seem to have that anymore. People don't even speak with or know their neighbors or like they do, they just know my name or say hi and that's the extent of the relationship. Um, it's so fragmented. Um, what's the, yes, what was the value of those? What are other of these states of being in these communities that you see as valuable? The know thy neighbor one, emotional availability. Yes. Um, generally, there's some shared mission. Like being in it together, in both geographic and conceptual proximity. Those, those faces you make when you're suppressing yawns are. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, there's like a little hole that happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sense of. What was the last yeah, one? Being in it together. Um, shared mission. Yeah. Being in it together. Cool. Okay. Uh, what's what's a shared mission of one that's like an intentional living community that you would like to share? Well, uh, Ecomagic is out to create uh, fittedness between the trajectory our environment is in and the set of needs that we have as humans. And that's like one of the main 
things. That's how I had it. That's what I remember from it. Um, just, like that seems like what else? What else is there? I mean, it's like satisfying to me. The needs of our humans and the needs of our environment. Uh, what the environment can provide. Yeah. What the environment can provide. I mean, I guess it's, it's some combination. Needs, some some yeah. of that space. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So shared missions. So what else? Symbiotic. Yeah. 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 What are the other ones? You called them the There's default like ways of being. Houses. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it shapes the stance I get to take in my life. You'd be, like you become the average of the, the five people you spend the most time around. Yeah. Per frame. Um, it expands my range of, of abilities of like personality suits to try on, which increases adaptability and fittedness, I think. Oh, cool. I like that. I like that one a lot. The more different personality suits that you can put on, um, the more adaptable we can be. Yeah, yeah I like that one. Like, do you know how to vibe in a liberal or conservative neighborhood or in China or in Russia or in Saudi Arabia or Brazil or in the U.S.? Yes. Yeah. And I have it that you don't really fully understand something until you can play, like, either end of the spectrum of it. Or... Yep, yep. Yep. That's a key point, too. Actually, I like that Same one. Same thing with emotions and rage. Huh? Same thing with emotions and rage. Like, there's no true love without also experiencing rage. But, anyways... not true love without experiencing rage that's my provocative alton statement of the day <laughs> <laughs> if it's not true loyalty unless you have better options seems like a similar mm, maybe it's different never mind hmm. Hmm. as though if there was only the option of love without any of the other options that it wouldn't be true love yes thanks you heard it in the way i was hoping so so there has to be the option to ebb from love into hate in order for you to know what true love is for me yes so if i'm constantly coached by super intelligence to go towards love and that I don't swing into hate that love will be like mechanized and not from the heart I mean I, I don't know it's possible that you just don't like have hate centers or something in your brain or something I, I don't know but like this that's just my experience of the world right I can only generalize from interesting I mean, generally, anything that we take from an external source is going to result in some mechanized version of the thing. Hmm. It's always you. You're the ultimate decider. I'm really interested to hear other people's thoughts in the comments on, the, on this subject and the things that Alton's been teaching us. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested. Teaching you. Yeah. <laughs> Teaching us, yeah. yeah. A, There's a lot of other people. When I don't know myself, I serve you. And when I know myself, I am you. When I don't know myself, I serve. 
you. Or teach in this case. Or teach. But when I know myself, I am you. Yeah, when we know ourselves, we are each other. Let's talk about super connecting. How do you view nodes, people as nodes in a social network graph with different spokes as connections between them? If they have just a single line or if they have a certain amount of weight on that line, maybe the weight is less than on another line where the connection is stronger between those nodes. Hmm. How do you view them on like a fitness landscape regarding their spiritual actualization hmm. or their ability to execute ideas? Hmm. How do you view all of and how do you connect these people? Yeah. We have this you problem. You enjoy it. Yeah, go ahead. Is it one sentence thing about what the problem is? how do you view all of it how do you ah. yeah okay how do you engage as a super connector in the world and see it well i mean for if you take a moment there's like a certain texture of the set of people in your life who are like represented as in your family and like there's like a, a warmth or like for me my stomach is like more loose and my shoulders like are more open and relaxed and my hands and fingers feel like relaxed uh and then there's like a certain texture of people where like if you think about a motorcycle gang, there's like a certain like texture. My, my hands feel like clammy, and my shoulders feel like shrinking in. Or um, if I think of like the warmest super connectors I know, like my heart, I'm much more present to my heart. My chest is more open. Um, I notice I speak a little bit slower. Um, my back and my neck like feel more loose as well. Um, if you think of like the past romantic partners you've had, there's like, or for me, like let's see, there's this whole, like my face feels very like tender and sweet and soft. Um, my fingers feel like reaching out or like wistful. Um, um, and yeah, more present to my heart as well. Um, so there's like a set of textures or sensations that come to your mind when you like hold different, when I hold different groups of people. Um, and then you can do the same mental move for specific people. But there's like people, like different textures go well together. Like there's certain like metal and like uh, wood textures look nice together. Let's see what kind of example. It's like the uh, the edge of that like silver thing and, and that like plastic thing, like pretty okay together. Um, and there's certain textures that are just like not congruent and it looks like uh, like garish or something. Um, so I, I like hold them in mind as like these different colored textures. Um, and similar people are grouped in similar spaces in my mind like that. Um, and complementary people, like people, someone who's like new to the area is like a class or like a group. Uh, and then that, that like fades over time as like a classifier. Um, but that's very congruent with super connectors and 
that like lights up a whole set of people that I don't want to like message them with or and there's like a yeah there's like a crunchiness of like hippies um, and they have like a certain more earthy felt sense or tone or something and those th those would like clash with like the tech bro archetype which has another texture like more like clean cut and like clean shaven or more bearded and anyways I don't know if that helped generate something in the space. <laughs> so there's a view of archetypes of nodal clusters that you're viewing. And then what about... That's one example, yeah. Then what about seeing them on some sort of a... Do you mean super connecting? Like seeing the these nodal clusters as super connections between those clusters? Because typically... Nope. I don't even put everyone on a graph. I just have okay. a felt sense that... Is called nine. Typically, super connecting, at least from what I understand, is a lot about seeing that style of a of a of a of a social network graph based on your ability to connect people from seemingly disparate fields or even mm. the same field, yeah. but that don't know each other, yes. that by connecting those two together, create a significant leap forward in civilization's advancement. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, cross-pollination is how I see it too. Yeah. yeah. Connecting people who otherwise wouldn't. For me, yeah, it seems like the highest comparative advantage thing, getting growing up here and feeling like I have equal access to basically anything through conversations, yeah. Um, yeah, I just I diff the models of the the people who have complementary personality types and offer them if they want to connect. It's very comical here. <laughs> so, okay, so then you do carry some sort of an, a social network graph in your worldview that then you. It's not, I don't think it's as explicit as that. It's like, uh, like people who do those ridiculous math equations in their mind, it's kind of like some kind of... Okay, so this is not a partial so. differential equation. This is actually just, oh, Alton and Alan should know each other. Let me make a connection, that type of a yeah, feeling. Yeah, that kind of meant to yeah. move like there's a, a, yeah. That's what a it feels texture like of like, oh, this too. person knows a lot of people. There's like some... Okay. But, <laughs> but sometimes... The AI coach within super connecting, I think can do a better job at keeping all of our thousands of connections and knowing which ones are like hashtag biotech, hashtag VR, etc., sure. and then be able to make connections in like a Tinder style game. Oh yeah, I have no doubt that it would be better. I'm looking to help bring that to the world. There's so many projects, but that's a really interesting, waking up with a couple of those cards to connect Alton with Susie and Paulo mm -hmm. with Michelangelo, whatever. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I also I don't know if necessarily is a healthful pattern. I, I do find super connecting often ends up in maximizing mindsets. But oh, that's interesting. Here's the full circle. Unless there's a container to hold that interaction and have like crisp or clear follow-ons, it's very easy and intoxicating to get lost in the loop of shiny object syndrome with new faces 
but you're just avoiding doing the actual work. And that's why it's so attractive to keep going on to the next event, the next event. This next event will be the one. That, next person. That next event, shiny object syndrome, is plaguing our world as well. Uh, well, well, and I think maybe you and I may say this, but that's also because a lot of our neural nets have been sensitized to like being receptive to that and like going to those events or maybe they're paying us. Oversaturation or stimulation in that specific regard, whereas other right. people are not exposed to that same amount right, of Right, because they're just actually just doing the work. Or they're actually just or, haven't been know, exposed to those, these yeah. networks whatsoever, yeah. Right. There's sure. selection effects, yeah. Sure. I'm just aware of the context from which we're speaking. Yeah, yeah. Or more, at least. <laughs> I'm going to check on your energy levels. I feel like I'm a little bit caretaking, but I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably getting towards, yeah, I'm getting towards the wrap because it's uh, quite late in the evening. Um, I think I had quite a long day and three days of not eating, so that's like also. Yeah. That's probably has to do with it as a variable, yeah. Like, I wonder how much I'm playing into the maximizing up in the numbers on, on this <laughs> without having a sensitization towards, like, how's that health? Lever. No, Is that 10 and 10 right now? <laughs> okay. We good, we good. Let's hit um, some of the classics on the way out. Are we all one? I mean. Yeah, now I'm also like, oh, I know what answer you're, you're egging for too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Life is One is also the, uh, the company we created on uh, running retreats. Um, yes. My answer, my experience of the world has been so far, yes. And within that experience of the world, what have been your feelings of that one? Um, all of them at once, like Pudchik's Wheel of Emotions. Um, they're utterly intoxicating and incredibly romanticized and deceitful and embracing. Uh, all, all the words, uh, whatever my feelings. It's, uh, it's pretty ineffable. Uh, yeah. Feels like it's also on demand after like, you know, I get some, some, some meditation hours and then just What would you say is the most upstream issue, most root issue that we face? Um, listening. Noticing how you're listening actively creates other people. Or what you think are other people. They're really just you, some reflection of you. So listening to yourself. Of course, everything I say, I'm saying to me. Extreme issue. Um, pretty crisp and safe. 
psychologically safe containers for people to practice that skill in their own lives so that they may bring that to others. Uh, I have it that these authentic relating online platforms are very much in service of that, which I'm happy to share as well. If we put the link in the bio. I'm happy to put like an application in the bio. I, I know that there are interesting yeah. selection effects around things like this too. Okay, an application link in the bio for these online authentic relating. Yeah. If you haven't seen yet, uh, let's use this, let's use this camera. You, uh, it says, let's play an authentic relating game yeah. for those that are listening on audio. Yeah. Interesting. Listening being the most upstream. Yeah. Interesting. What is the purpose of the one? Uh, see life as a playground to give all lives a play uh, the purpose of it or whatever you ascribe to it it's like a Rorschach test whatever I ascribe to it whatever you ascribe, ascribe to it yet seeing it as a play that's for me yeah for me yeah I vibe with that collective symphony a big canvas that's constantly having art being made on it expressing a unique expression every play a unique expression how did you uncover that that's the reality well I mean in this moment so far, right? I think that's the reality. Life is a series of these calibrations. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt the most fun to fit on. Into my character suit likes it. My ego likes repeating those words. So yeah. Okay. We're in like, the group. Yeah, we're in the group. Okay. Yeah, we're in the group. Life's a series of these calibrations, and the guests that come on the program get to calibrate further audience, me, other people, etc. Is humanity a biological bootloader for digital superintelligence? Sure. I mean, I have it that we're already there, too. That, uh, I think it's uh, Robert. He was interviewed on Computer File. I don't remember. He's got a YouTube. Um, shows how we already have that through companies. Companies are effectively superintelligence since they operate more effectively than any one human could. Um, and... They have some like objective and they will often through no fault of their own like trade off along trade off on the values of the individual in service of whatever that upping the number metric that they happen to select is. I'm imagining you're talking about like the, the super super intelligence or like the Totally AI around thing, but it's, it's just slightly different to me. Or it's basically the same texture to me. 
Last question, what do you think is most beautiful? Here we are. This moment, and this, and this. The sparkle in your eye, like your smile, like, oh, flowers, and like, the whole world. Brain, a body for now. Hopefully, future me looking back at this moment. many me's I imagine I get to be through the listening of people here or yourself and myself. Yeah, pausing and listening to myself and like goosebumps and So enriching. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, all. Thank you, brother. What a gift. Ah, uh, yes. Woo. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below on all of the things that Alton was talking about on the show. We'd love to hear your thoughts on those things. Check out the links in the bio below to Alton's Facebook page. Also check out the link in the bio below to some templates and templates. online platforms. Yes. Very generous. Beautiful. You can find those in the bio below. Also support the artists, the entrepreneurs, the spiritual leaders, the organizations and your communities and around the world that you believe in. You can support simulation. All of our links are below. PayPal, Patreon, cryptocurrency. You can design cool merch and get paid. All those links are in the bio below. And go and build the future. Manifest your dreams into the world. We love you very much. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you soon.